0: hi welcome to the landscape greens cleveland podcast i'm dan paletta thanks for joining In order to fill the jobs here in Northeast Ohio to continue to make it a productive place, we need to convince the young people who grew up here to remain in the area, as well as attract people from other parts of the country to come here to work here in Northeast Ohio. A nonprofit that's made its mission to do just that is Engage Cleveland. They hold numerous events throughout the year to, in fact, engage our area's young professionals and business community. Their president is Ashley Bissell-Ecken, and she joins us today for The Landscape. Ashley, thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: When we begin to talk about young professionals, it's always interesting what we mean by that. What's a definition? What's the age range we're talking about?
1: It's a great question, and it's one that Engage Cleveland, actually, we try hard not to define it. So it. Um, for Engage Cleveland, we, we try to say it's more of a lifestyle versus an age. So um, if somebody feels that they're a young professional and they want to opt into the programming and services that we offer, um, we welcome them. So we don't ID at the door. We try to be incredibly inclusive. Um, however, you know, generally speaking, our peer organizations around the country, it's typically 22, normally somebody who's graduated from college, up to 40 or early 40s.
0: The key, of course, to having a successful business or nonprofit is to find something that people need and deliver it. So how did Engage Cleveland actually come into existence back in 2012?
1: That's a great question. Um, Engage Cleveland was formed with two groups that came together. Uh, The first was a group um, of different business leaders in the community who were all having difficulties with the attraction, engagement, and retention of the young professionals that they were hiring. So people wanted to work at different locations. They were leaving to go to you know, sort of more fun, uh, innovative cities. Um, At the same time, there was a group of young professionals uh, known as Cleveland Connection. It was a consortium of all of the various young professional groups in town. And that group was noticing that um, there wasn't as much engagement for young professionals in the community as they wanted. So uh, young professionals didn't have seats at the table. They weren't you know, getting involved in the nonprofit sector, the civic sector, uh, serving as leaders. And we were noticing that a lot of our friends were uh, leaving and going to other cities. And so um, that group was really focused on engagement. Uh, the business leaders were more focused on attraction and retention. They came together, and that really led to the formation of Engage Cleveland, a business Business plan was drafted, um, and you know I was the per- first person that came in and sort of inherited that. But that's sort of the background of, of how we got started.
0: I've read and heard that this current generation of young professionals often pick a city they that they're where they want to live, they move there, and then they find a job. As opposed to maybe my generation, where you found a job and then moved to that city where it was. Is that true?
1: It's very true. So that started with millennials. And uh, millennials were sort of notorious for saying, you know, I want to live in one of these fun, you know, innovative cities, and they have maybe a top 10 list. And it's a lot of the places that you would think of. And so, you know, obviously, you're always going to have the Chicago's and the New York's and places of that, you know, in, in that um that kind of spectrum, but also a lot of these newer cities that were becoming sort of just fun and innovative. So, um, you know, places like San Antonio and Denver were kind of climbing up the ranks. So that has been, you know, kind of a, a newer trend that has emerged. And so now, you know, it's very important that you know when companies or whomever are thinking about uh, hiring new talent, that they're thinking about the community where they operate, because young professionals very much want to get involved in their community. They they want to kind of really love where they're living. And so it's definitely been a shift um, from older generations to where we are currently, but every city really needs to be on that top 10 list if you want to attract that new talent.
0: I recall a book that came out, it's been many years ago now, called Bowling Alone, where the, the uh, writer's point was that people didn't join organizations anymore. They, you know, People stayed home and they just didn't really, didn't want to be part of civic organizations. Is this generation of young professionals sort of defying that and saying, we do want to be part of stuff?
1: Yes, we are very much seeing that. So Engage Cleveland does a survey every other year of young professionals in the greater Cleveland community. And we ask just that, how do you want to be involved um, in the civic community? And so, you know, we hear everything from, you know, I want to donate, um, you know, dollars and resources to I really want to seat at the table. And this is a generation that really cares about corporate social responsibility. They really do want to make their community better. Um, So they want to join boards. They want to join associate boards. They want to share their expertise. Um, especially where they have expertise that maybe older generations don't. So um, we have a lot of young professionals who are social media pros because they grew up with it, And so they want to get involved with a nonprofit and build that social media presence or maybe do some graphic design work. Um, so that is definitely something that is very important to uh, this generation. Uh, it's, I think it's one of our you know kind of defining aspects is that we really want to be involved in our community and make it a better place. Let's talk
0: about your business model for Engage Cleveland. How do you make the connections? And I'm not sure if this is the right term. Who are your customers?
1: That's a great question. So um, Engage Cleveland really views ourselves as having two primary stakeholders. And so we work with the business community, um, both for-profit, non-profit, some of the smallest, you know, couple-person shops in Cleveland, up to some of the largest companies that we have here. And so with our employer members, we have an employer membership model. It's a sliding scale based on the number of employees that they have in the area, discount for non-profits, of course. And so we really um, provide them with a lot of benefits that they can use to attract, talent. So we have a job board, um, job fairs, um, and then really engage that talent. So we are known for our programming. So we have a lot of programs that they can send their young professionals to to help them grow personally, professionally, civically, um, everything from mentorship programs to events, uh, you name it, everything in between. Um, And then we also help to market those companies. We want young professionals to know that these are employers of choice. They are making decisions to really invest in this next generation. And so marketing is a big push as well. And then on the flip side, For our young professionals, Um, we know sort of the, the definition of work has changed, especially in light of the pandemic. So pre-pandemic, you know, we had a lot of young professionals that were freelancers, that had side hustles, um, that were contractors. And so they weren't, uh, you know, employees at a specific company, um, but they still wanted to be involved in the community. They still wanted to come to our events and programs. And so we've always catered to the young professional audience. And we really help them with anything they need from, hey, I'm considering, you know, moving to Cleveland to I'm coming back to Cleveland after not being here, you know, for college in a couple of years. So we will help with anything from helping them to determine where they'd like to live, um, to, you know, helping them uh, get connected to jobs, to building their friend network, uh, to getting them involved in some of the young professional groups and everything in between. And it's even become more relevant and uh, sort of, I think we're still in the pandemic world. I don't know if we're quite post-pandemic yet, um, but now we have all these remote workers. And so a lot of people came came to Cleveland, came back to Cleveland um, when the pandemic hit and they were permitted to work remotely. And so those uh, individuals We're trying really hard to really connect them to the community since, you know, their company may still be on the West Coast, but they're living in Cleveland now. Um, So we're trying even harder now, I think, to make some of those inroads and uh, really help to serve um, both of those stakeholder groups.
0: You mentioned the sliding scale for businesses. You're a nonprofit. Where Where does your funding come from other than that? Or is that the main source?
1: So memberships are definitely one of our um, primary sources of revenue. Um, another primary source is sponsorships. So we host um, four to five just pending the year. Signature events is what we call them. Um, very big, large profile events. And we sell sponsorships to those events. So that is another big um, area of revenue. Um, going along with events, we have ticket sales. Um, much smaller line item for us. Um, we try to keep all of our events and programs very minimal cost because we want everyone to be able to participate participate. We don't want cost to be prohibitive, um, but we do get a small amount through uh, tickets as well.
0: So young people who move to town, do they reach out to engage Cleveland to say, you know, I'm moving here from Boston, I'm moving here from Denver and I want to participate. Is that how that works? Do they just reach out to you?
1: Yes, all the time. So we have young professionals who will reach out via social media, they'll reach out via email. Um it just kind of, you know, we we always get sort of the full story. So um right now we're hearing a lot of people who are, are couples or maybe young families and one half of said couple is permitted to work remotely and the other couple, you know, the half of the couple needs a position. So we're helping to connect them to first, you know, find a position. Um, and then they'll start saying things like You know, I have been car free for the past five years, and I'd like to continue that. You know, where are some places I can live in Cleveland, you know, that have great public transportation, um, et cetera? So that is a huge part of um, the work that we do, and similar to the young professionals reaching out themselves. We actually have a lot of um, their parents who will reach out as well. So maybe you know, mom and dad still live in the Cleveland area. They've been talking to their you know their children, and they're saying, "Hey, yeah, I'd consider it, but you know, I'm looking for X, Y, or Z." So we also have parents that will reach out and say, "You know, can you talk to my son or daughter? They they really would like to move to Cleveland. They work in this specific sector. Can you help make some connections for them?" Um, So it's kind of twofold, uh, which has been kind of fun and exciting. And again, that's really honestly increased quite a bit since uh, the pandemic.
0: When you work with companies to to help them engage and encourage young people to move here or to remain here, where are some of the places they fall short? What are they doing? I mean, I know they're doing right things, but are there some things they're doing wrong that they can improve on to, to get talent to stay or to come?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so I mentioned earlier uh, the survey that we do. It's called our State of the Young Professional Community Survey. And we um, did the survey in 2021. It was really enlightening because we had uh, been through a year of the pandemics. We had a lot of that we could pull um, from there. So one section of this survey totally focuses on employers. And we asking professionals, you know, what are they looking for from employers? And and maybe what are some of those shortfalls? And so the number one thing that still rings through is compensation. So work-life balance was second in our survey for both men and women, um, but compensation was first for both. I think oftentimes um, in the Greater Cleveland area, we know that we have a lower cost of living. So a lot of the feedback that we get is then salaries are lower um, than maybe where they should be. So they're kind of over exaggerating the, the low cost of living and not being as competitive with salaries. Um, that's probably the number one thing that we hear uh, from young professionals looking to relocate. Um, outside of that, um, a lot of times we'll hear just, you know, like companies who uh, it's harder to find some of these companies and to really understand their culture and what is out there. Um, again, I think a lot of companies are really kind of still trying to determine how they shift into this, you know, post pandemic world. We're seeing a lot more remote work. Um, but for some of those companies who are not permitting remote work are not permitting flexible schedules, I think those are going to be the ones that are going to lose talent uh, because a lot of young professionals have really enjoyed um, this change to remote work or a hybrid workplace.
0: We're talking with Ashley Basilek, and she is the president of Engage Cleveland. She joins us for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. May I add, by the way, that uh, you are a member of the 2014 Cranes class of 40 under 40, right? I was. That's great. It's always nice to see our alumni continue their good work. Um, so we're competing with other cities across the country to get this young town or make, to try to encourage them to stay. What are some of the selling points when you people call and say, well, maybe I want to move to Cleveland? Obviously, you mentioned the low cost of living. Are there other things that you emphasize when you talk to people and try to encourage them to come here?
1: Yes, absolutely. So low cost of living is definitely one that definitely puts us out there on the forefront. Um, in addition, we've always had some really great amenities in the Cleveland community. But again, a lot has even kind of, sh- it's kind of shining even brighter now that we're living in this pandemic world. So um, we have a great waterfront. Um, the lake is a phenomenal, you know, asset that we have here. Our metro park system is another. Um, so we're hearing a lot of young professionals who really want to get outdoors, um, especially, you know, given the pandemic, they want to enjoy the great outdoors. They want to have space. Um, so that has been something that has been really valuable. Um, also in terms of space, um, a lot of the places that we have in Cleveland and in addition to having sort of lower cost of living, um, you get more for more for what you're paying. Right. So, and that includes both indoor and outdoor space. So, uh, the apartment rentals, homes, et cetera, lower price points and afford that opportunity to have space and spread out. Um, So people can, you know, get a two bedroom and have one bedroom as, you know, their true bedroom, second bedroom set up as a you know, office and work from home. Um, they can have, you know, a backyard picnic, et cetera. Um, and then healthcare is another one. You know, Cleveland is known for our world renowned healthcare. And again, that has been one that has really started to shape young professionals um, because they very much, you know, are, are mindful of what's happening, uh, you know, with the pandemic, et cetera. So those are just a couple of the things. Um, other things that we hear, people are really starting to notice our culinary scene. So we have, you know, all of these great restaurants, uh, the breweries, a lot of the breweries that are kind of popping up. Um, really, again, very, very exciting for young professionals to kind of see um, what's happening in that space. Um, Also, the culture and the diversity that we have here. Um, You know, you can, we're not uh, like some other cities, you know, we're not sort of a fast casual capital. Um, We have a lot of mom and pop restaurants, a lot of culture um, in the cuisine, et cetera, which has again, been something that's kind of set us apart from other cities.
0: Oh, it's funny when we have visitors from places like New York or Chicago. One of the things they always say to me is like, this is great. There's no traffic here. I mean, if you're on the Shoreway in the morning, you might disagree with that or coming in on 90 West downtown. But by and large, it's easy to get around
1: here. That is very true. Um, so I think, yeah, it's definitely a perspective versus reality, right? So when you're sitting there for 30 minutes, it might seem like forever, but in a lot of these other markets, that'd be two, three hours plus. Um, so yeah, we talk about that a lot with young professionals. I think um, I'm not originally from the Cleveland area. I didn't fully understand sort of the East West divide. Um, I think sometimes we forget there's even sort of Southern suburbs that exist, but I think it's phenomenal that I can get from, you know, the far West side to the East side and, you know, 45 minutes or so. Um, and again, if I look at someplace like Chicago, that could be a two and a half, three hour, um, trip. So it's definitely important for people to understand, um, that, you know, in addition to, uh, commute times being, uh, significantly lower, we also have, um, the art, the greater Cleveland RTA. Um, so that's a great option as well, um, to help people get around. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of our companies are outside of the downtown area. Um, a lot of East side suburbs, there's, you know, a lot of business that happens there, but you can get, you know, downtown within 20 minutes, um, 25 minutes. And if you're doing the reverse commute, it's even shorter.
0: Engage Cleveland wants to attract these young professionals We want to retain them. So once they're here, how do we keep them engaged and keep them engaged in the community?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So engagement is definitely Engage Cleveland's uh, largest priority. It has been since the very start. We know that young professionals who are truly engaged in their community are two to three times um, less likely to leave. And so I think it matters for, you know, a variety of reasons. Um, So we're working with employers, you know, we want to let these young professionals get involved, at least to less turnover in their companies. Um, What we have found is that young professionals really want to be involved. Um, We talked about this a little bit earlier, but they wanna have a seat at the table. They want their voice to be heard. So any opportunity that we can provide them um, is very much well um, well received and appreciated. So some of the things that we do, um, we host a lot of programs and events throughout the course of the year. So um, we host typically 50 to 60 programs really trying to showcase everything that Cleveland has to offer. Um, I tell people a lot that in Cleveland, you can be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Um, A lot of the times when we're doing events, we do an event um, twice a year called Lunch with Leaders. We will have young professionals sit down with some of the top named C-level executives in the Cleveland community, small round table and get to have an actual intimate discussion i don't know that that happens in places like chicago and new york Um, so as much as we can really expose them to the leaders in our community to the assets that we have here our amenities they're much more likely to stay Um, another way that we do this is cleveland young professionals week Um, this is definitely our largest event and probably our our sort of claim to fame in the cleveland area we'll host 30 plus events over the course of a week in june Um, during that we move every single event is at a different location um, so we will do everything from doing behind the scenes tours of some of the anchor institutions we have here so we'll go behind the scenes at playhouse square brown stadium um, etc really let young professionals kind of see those things firsthand uh, we'll go and meet with small business owners we'll hear about their entrepreneurial journey you know if it's a restaurant or maybe a brewery we'll try some of the items that they have really trying to make that connection uh, to the business. Um, We'll do lunch and learns with different prominent Cleveland leaders. Um, you know, we've done everything from um, our last uh, Young Professionals Week was postponed due to the pandemic, and we held a uh, mayoral town hall so that young professionals could hear directly from, you know, the two candidates um, that we had coming up for mayor. Um, so we really try to expose them to all aspects of the Cleveland community from, you know, business to friendships to nonprofit to government, et cetera, um, because we know that the more that they're exposed to, the more likely it is that they'll stay.
0: Since Engage Cleveland is so event-driven, obviously the pandemic made you have to change your style a little bit. What did you do?
1: Yeah, so the, the pandemic was definitely interesting. Um we had some of our largest events on the calendar and I think uh, I'll speak for myself, I was slightly naive and you know when they said 3 weeks I thought okay, 3 weeks we'll close things down and you know we'll get back to business and obviously, you know we're still dealing with the after effects of the pandemic. Um so we very quickly made the decision to switch to virtual programming. Um young professionals at the beginning we were hearing from them more than any other demographic. They were really struggling. Um so many young professionals as you know, workplaces switched to working remotely, um, restaurants, bars, et cetera, were closing. Um, they really were feeling alone. Um, they weren't seeing colleagues at the workplace. They weren't seeing friends out at these different establishments. They were scared to visit their family because, you know, heaven forbid, like they give them COVID. Um, so we were hearing about a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of stress. And so we switched to virtual programming. Um, it, we were hosting about three programs per week when the pandemic first happened Um, and they were all incredibly well received. We were having hundreds of people that were signing up for these programs and we wanted to make sure that we were offering different things. So, um, sometimes it was, you know, having a, a lunch and learn with a Cleveland CEO. Um, Sometimes it was purely networking where we would put them in different Zoom rooms and kind of switch them around. So they got to sort of speed network with other peers. Um, And then in order to kind of make you feel a little bit more like you were in person, we started doing some experiential events where we would partner with um, a different, you know, a restaurant, a, a chef, a brewery, and we would have people either pick things up or get things delivered to their home and then jump on a Zoom to still participate. So it very much made you you feel like you were there you were you know i remember one we did with um, the owner of platform brewery and he did such a phenomenal job you know he was in his home um, had his different beers that he wanted people to you know hear see and try and you know he was talking about the entrepreneurial journey and how you know who would have thought we'd be dealing with this pandemic and people were able to you know crack open a beer and, and try and listen to what he was telling them and it felt much more personable than just being on a zoom um, as people started to have zoom fatigue we've we've lessened those a little bit now Um, but they were incredibly beneficial I think for our target demographic Um, we call those our discover the CLE events Um, so they've been you know again very well received we've had last year we still had over 4,000 people participate in our programs um, and 95% of them were virtual
0: that's great you mentioned some of the events that engage cleveland holds one of the big ones coming up is on march 3rd the uh, next generation of women conference what takes place there
1: yeah, so that is um, quickly becoming one of our most popular programs. Next Generation of Women was designed um, taking direct feedback from young professional women in our community who essentially said, you know, I'm really struggling as I move up um, in my career and get older with kind of balancing Personal goals, uh, civic goals, professional—you know—requirements, etc. And um, they were really struggling, not having a mentor or maybe somebody to look up to. Um, So the event was designed. We typically host five sessions, and we have C-level executive women who will come back and speak on specific topics to help these young women navigate um, said topics. So it could be everything from, you know, work-life balance, and is is that really a thing, or you know, what does that look like for people? um, To how do you navigate organizational politics? How do you make it to the C-suite or she-suite? is often used. Um, and so it has been uh, a great program that has just continued to, to really rise. Um, last year was the first time we did it fully virtual and we had over 450 women participate. So It was our largest event. Um, on March 3rd we have two options so people can attend in person um, or we're live streaming the event. Um, so we're hoping to not even only touch uh, young women in Cleveland Cleveland, but, you know, even broader, if there's an interest um, in them participating, because we know these are topics that young women, you know, face um, in their, you know, in their personal and professional lives.
0: What's the best way to, to reach out to Engage Cleveland if people want to find more about the, about the organization?
1: Yeah, so we're at engagecleveland.org is our website. Tons of great information there. Um, We're on social media, so you can find us on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, And then if if anyone wants to email us, it's info at engagecleveland.org. And I have a great team um, that will get back to you very quickly.
0: Great, Ashley Basilek. And thanks so much for joining us today. Great pleasure. Thank you. Ashley Basel Ekin is the president of Engage Cleveland. She joined us for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.